In the last episode, I argued against the Protestant notion of sola scriptura. In this episode, we'll discuss apostolic tradition a bit more and discover St. Paul's perspective on it. Welcome to the Thoughtful Catholic Podcast. I'm your host, Chuck White. Please join me on an adventurous search for the true, the good, and the beautiful. In the last episode, I argued that the Bible alone was never meant to be our only rule of faith. I discussed the need to study both the Bible and the teachings of the Church Fathers who were entrusted to pass on to us the teachings of Jesus and the Apostles. We called the oral teaching passed down from the Apostles tradition. Let's talk a little bit more about tradition. First, didn't Jesus condemn tradition? Well, in the 15th chapter of the Gospel of Matthew, verses 1 through 9, we see that he certainly condemned the Pharisees for using a certain man-made tradition to cheat their own parents. But does this condemnation extend to all tradition? Actually, we see that the inspired authors of the Bible actually affirmed oral apostolic tradition, the very kind that we're talking about. In fact, St. Paul said, So, brethren, stand firm and hold to the traditions which were taught by us either by word of mouth or by letter. That's in his second letter to the Thessalonians, chapter 2, verses 15. And again later in the very same letter, now we command you, brethren, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that you keep away from any brother who is living in idleness and not in accord with the tradition that you received from us. As I mentioned, that's, that's in the very same letter, but chapter 3. Lastly, in chapter 11 of his first letter to the Corinthians, St. Paul says, I commend you because you remember me in everything and maintain the traditions even as I have delivered them to you. Uh, first letter to the Corinthians, chapter 11, verse 2. The Koine Greek word commonly translated into English as tradition here was the word parodesis. That's transliterated into English, P-A-R-A-D-O-S-I-S. This word means a handing down or over or a tradition. And forms of this word were used exactly 13 times in the New Testament. And in nine of those instances, including the example from the Gospel of Matthew that I mentioned earlier, it's used pejoratively to refer to certain traditions of the Pharisees. However, Paul, the former Pharisee, only uses the term positively to refer to the apostolic tradition that he conveyed to the church in Thessalonica and in Corinth. Now, what do we mean by tradition? Catholics have acquired many traditions, let's call them traditions with a small t, like novenas and processions and other practices. And while these are often very good, they are not considered part of apostolic tradition. The best place to find a definition of tradition with a capital T, that is apostolic tradition, is in the Catechism of the Catholic Church. There we read, The tradition here in question comes from the Apostles, and hands on 
what they received from Jesus' teaching and example and what they learned from the Holy Spirit. And that's in section 83 of the Catechism of the Catholic Church. So if we parse that, we see that that answered where tradition comes from. But how does it come from us? Let's turn to the Catechism again, but this time section 78. Through tradition, the Church in her doctrine, life, and worship perpetuates and transmits to every generation all that she herself is, all that she believes. There are then three ways that the Church passes the Gospel on to us through tradition, doctrine, life, and worship. First, we can learn doctrine from the teaching and preaching of the Pope and the bishops and from their homilies, encyclicals, and other writings. The Catechism of the Catholic Church is also a great place to start. We look to the Pope and the bishops' teaching, also called the Magisterium, for explanations of the truths of faith, authoritative interpretation of Scripture, and for moral guidance. Jesus promised to be with the Church and guiding it until the end of time. That's in Matthew chapter 28. So we can trust the teaching of the apostles and their successors. A second way that the gospel is delivered to us through tradition is by the heroic examples of the lives of the saints and the works they practiced. They preached the gospel with their lives. The martyrs, those who died for the faith, bear witness to the gospel in a particularly powerful way. And the third way that tradition presents the gospel to us is through our worship and sacraments, which we also call the liturgy. For example, Father, you so love the world that in the fullness of time you sent your only Son to be our Savior. You might recognize that prayer from the Mass. We also hear the Gospel in the confessional. God, the Father of mercies, through the death and resurrection of his Son, has reconciled the world to himself and sent the Holy Spirit among us for the forgiveness of sins. You see, we often forget that the gospel is proclaimed with great power in each of the sacraments. This has been true throughout the entire history of the church. Some of our fellow Christians often accuse us of following man-made doctrines. They say we follow traditions with a small t, just like the Pharisees whom Jesus condemned. But tradition with a big t can shed light on scripture and scripture complements tradition. Because doctrines such as the Immaculate Conception, Purgatory, Confession, and the Communion of Saints may not be obvious to everyone from Scripture, the preaching of these traditions is necessary. You've been listening to the Thoughtful Catholic Podcast. Come back soon.